Thank you guys for listening to Jams with Jay. Um, we're back here uh, with the with a very special guest. Uh, <clears throat> one of the members of the early band. Um, please stay tuned. Find out more. Yep, that's correct. And so, how long have did you grow up there, or? Uh, yeah, born and raised. Born and raised in Isles, Michigan. Yeah, I'm from uh, Michigan City, Indiana. Cool. Yeah, it's not really the best town, but... Yeah. Um, I was wondering, uh, so who are, like, some of your biggest influences uh, growing up that really brought the life of music to you well i guess one of the first artists i ever started listening to was probably aerosmith because i grew up on that whole classic rock thing so i guess they were one of the first ones that really stood out and then from there it was like acdc and then kind of transitioned into 90s stuff like uh nirvana and green day and then that of course went into like Blink One Eighty Two and the whole pop punk movement, and even started listening to a lot of folk, like you know, like Dylan and Crosby, Stills and Nash, and stuff like that. So it's, but but those first those first few influences were ma- mainly classic rock, I would say. Right. So you're more of a, a rockish style player then. Yeah, that, that, that's what I would say. And like, who who's like, who do you look up to as far as uh, guitar players? Well, I guess early on it was, um, well, like I said, Aerosmith was the first one, so I I really did enjoy the stylings of Joe Perry, stuff like that, and then you know Angus Young from ACDC, and uh, oh yeah, yeah, and then I I really do. I really appreciated guitarists that experiment a little bit, like with different effects and stuff. Like, I mean, Tom Morello from Rage Against the Machine, and oh yeah, dude, yeah, even getting to like uh, Jack White, uh, his stuff with the White Stripes and his solo career. Oh, so yeah, man. my fa- yeah, my favorites are the ones who can kind of like push the limits a little bit. Right. So you so you take that and you you do the same exact thing in your music playing. Yeah, a little bit. I, I try to experiment as much as I can, even if it's in a genre that's kind of already established. I try to see what I can do differently with it. Yeah, that's kind of how I am. I'm kind of like an indie player. Right? I kind of play whatever, whatever comes to mind. Yeah, very nice. Um, so how old were you when you when you wanted to get a guitar and, and did you get it for like Christmas or did you buy, purchase one, save up <laughs> enough money or... Well, originally, my dad got me my first guitar. It was a small acoustic. I think he got that for me when I was like, I want to say 11. But I might have picked it up once and got bored with it. And I think it was, it wasn't until I was about 14 until I decided to pick it up and try and learn it again. Like I said, I was doing Guitar Hero at the time. So that kind of got me that fascination of, well, maybe I'll, maybe I'll try it again and see what I can do. So 14 is when I re- started learning the basics. 
So th- did you ever take any lessons or, or did you just teach yourself? Well, my dad got me a DVD that taught me like the bare basics of guitar, like just the, the whole, how the body works, the, the strings, and of course the chords and how to fret stuff. And from there, I kind of branched out on my own and, I was learning a lot by ear really. And that, but I would uh, learn how to form other chords. And as I was learning songs, it, something clicked kind of like, Oh, well this chord is the same. It's used in that one, or this chord is the same as that. It's just two frets down and stuff like that. So I guess, uh, I had, yeah, like I had a DVD that taught me the basics, but then from there, uh, it, it was a little more self-taught. Yeah, I, I could say that for uh, myself as well, being a musician. I mean, I, my, my father played the drums for years. Um, so I picked up the drums pretty naturally. And uh, I just didn't feel it like I feel the guitar. Yeah, I definitely. I, I don't know if you play any other instruments, but... Uh, a little bit. Uh, like, for drums, I can I can keep a beat. Like, I'm, you won't see me doing any, like, crazy drum fills or a drum solo, but... <laughs> But I, I can keep a steady groove, and then bass. I, I guess I, I can play bass, just a nothing too insane and stuff like that. So, and I, I just started teaching myself piano, like just learning the basics of like chords and how scales work for each key. It's it's actually really complicated. <laughs> I, I'd imagine, yeah. <laughs> like I said, just starting out, just uh, trying to see maybe if it's in some ways it's it's kind of like guitar, like you got to learn chords and, and scales and progressions, but it's just, it's different altogether because it's, you use your hands differently. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of suspended chords and, uh, ascended chords and a a bunch of different things you could do with it. I mean, I've been messing around with the piano for for a little bit too. Um, but it definitely has like, I, I definitely wrote a couple of songs uh, with it in the background for sure. Cool. Yeah, and I hope that you uh, pick that up pretty quickly, man. I mean, once you get get to going, it's just like the guitar. Uh, you know, you, you'll pick it up pretty quickly. Yeah, and that might be able to open doors to new musical ideas as well. Oh, yeah. I, I am always uh, up, for, up for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in school... Did you play any kind of instruments um, in in band or? Well, I, I never took band class, but I did have one rock band in high school. Oh yeah, well, who was that? Uh, we were called we were called falling to the we were called falling to the top. Uh, each member was in a different grade. I, I was a senior at the time, actually. The lead guitarist was a junior. The drummer was a sophomore, and the bassist was a freshman i we only ever played like two gigs and they were just kind of playing out in public but it it was mainly all covers i don't think we ever wrote any originals for that no that's just because you you guys were just what young and you just wanted to play cover music yeah at the time yeah because i i wasn't really writing too much back then so it was mainly just playing covers just trying to be able to get out and uh play but i was in another band in school it was a combination of students and teachers i think it was like a five piece and we would play the halftime shows 
at the home basketball games. And that was pretty cool. That, that was like classic rock covers as well with some modern stuff. So that was kind of cool. Now, I hope people that, that know you from, uh, you know, high school or, or wherever you went, I mean, I hope they listen to this and, and, and you know, hope, hopefully it takes them back. Yeah, hopefully that that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> and uh, so, how is how is this high school band formed? I mean, did you just meet somebody that just so happened to play, or how did that? Start? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it was the bassist. He, uh, I think he contacted me, and we just kind of started jamming at his place. And uh, and uh, uh, the lead guitarist, he, we were friends all through high school. And then the drummer was bass was a friend of our bassist, and. Uh, there was a little more nudging on his part to try and get it going, but uh, yeah, it was it was fun. It was just a bunch of friends in high school just wanting to get together and play some songs. Um, uh, and that ha- lasted for what until you got until you finished high school, and then yeah, because I think I think we just played two shows in my senior year of high school. So I think after I graduated, the band just kind of ended. Now, please describe your first show to us. My first show. Let's see. I guess my first show, like like with the high school band, you mean? Yes. I, well, in Niles, Michigan, there is a yearly festival called the Apple Festival. Just uh, rides and it's four days, uh, Thursday through Sunday. And they, of course, they have live music there. And uh, because my parents were uh, assistants on the board there, we were able to kind of be the sound check band for the big tent that day. So basically anyone who was walking through the fair could just walk into the tent and sit down and just listen to the music we were playing at the time. And uh, it was kind of interesting because there was the whole sound check thing. Which is Uh, always fun. Oh, yeah, that, that's always fun. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what a monitor... What's, what does that mean? Can you hear your monitor? I don't know what that is. <laughs> you know, a monitor actually helps you sing a lot better when you can hear Yeah, you. definitely. So that, that, that was kind of cool. That And it was a big stage, and it was a big 10, even though there was only, like, 20 people in there at the time. So, But it was still fun. And actually, now that I think about it, that was, like that was my first performance with my band, but I believe my first, like that was my first public performance, but I believe now that I think about it, the first time I actually performed was uh, for a friend's birthday party when I was like a sophomore in high school and it was just in their backyard, but same scenario, just like performing for like 20 people. Although the difference with that was that those were mainly all close friends and family, but that was fun too. Whereas the one with the high school band was a, just playing for strangers, which I always find a lot more interesting. Yeah, and it, it honestly just depends on on the venue itself. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But I've I think been... they... go for it. Oh, but yeah, like I said, we were just starting out, so but I think the audience generally liked it, so it was fun. You remember your blood pumping through your body, you know? Oh yeah, right before you hit that first note. Yep. Let's hope if I can hit that first note, then the rest is a little easier. Man, our first gig was at an art show. Cool. Inside of an art gallery. And nice. uh, 
my whole family, my whole entire family came out for it. That's awesome. And uh, you could literally purchase, there's pictures on my Facebook if you ever check it out. But there's uh, every piece of art that you've seen on the wall you could purchase. So we like That's played cool. and then people could walk around and, and buy pictures off the wall, art off the wall. That's awesome. And that was, that was incredible, dude. That I'll never forget that day. Very cool. Yeah, you, you don't forget your first. Speaking of first, what uh, what was the first song you ever learned? Well, I started with acoustic. I don't remember the first full song I learned, but I do remember that the first thing I ever learned to play on acoustic was the opening riff to More Than a Feeling by Boston. I remember just trying to figure out the fretting for that. And uh, I don't even think I learned the rest of the song. It was just that opening riff. And then once I got my electric, I know for my electric, the first song I learned was Know Your Enemy by Green Day because I got my electric a little bit after a 21st Century Breakdown came out in 2009. Oh, boy. So that's what yeah. you were playing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like uh, like I said, Aerosmith is what kind of first opened me up saying, wow, that's cool. And then I guess Green Day was the thing that said, okay, now I want to learn to do this. That'd, that'd be cool. Now I want to play punk music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, never enough crunch for me. Nope. Um, how about, oh, this is a good one. Now, okay, now let's say fast forward mm-hmm. uh, a couple years down the road. You got your electric. Now, did you ever write? Uh, what What was your first song that you ever created as a whole? Well, that would uh, that would actually go back to the acoustic. Uh, I, I wrote my first song on the acoustic, and it was called "Don't You Know That She's the One," which is about as cringy as it sounds. <laughs> looking back <laughs> on it, <laughs> yeah, I, I think the whole song the whole song I'm just playing the exact same thing, just two chords. D and G and you know at the time I didn't even know what chords were it just I was like, I was, oh, okay this is what I'm playing now so it, but it was basically just describing like the perfect first date or something and with the kiss and everything so now did you sit down and write out the lyrics and, and, and practice and practice it yeah yeah I, I uh when it comes to writing stuff I there's lots of preparation I try to I try to write everything down that I can so I can uh, remember it and then if I do end up memorizing it then it's then it's probably a song that I think is worth doing just and there's always there's always room for revisions it's it's rare that I write a song all the way through the first time and it's exactly that there, there's usually tweaks sometimes and that also depends on like if you're writing a song for your band yes absolutely because that's, uh, that's yeah. fun and complicated at the same time Oh yeah. When I write songs, it's usually kind of a foundation based process. Like more often than not, I'll go to the acoustic and I try to get the three main things, the, uh, the chord progression, the melody and the lyrics. And then as I'm writing that, if I know it's for the band, other ideas might pop in like, okay, maybe he can do something with the drums there, but I need to get that. I need to get that basic foundation down first before I can present it to the guys in the band. So at least we have the core thing to work with. And then the band can come in and everyone adds their own little flavor to it. 
Man, I love when it just all falls together at the end, though. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. It's like, yes, we worked on this for so long, and it's perfect. Yep, it's it's a pretty awesome feeling. And I, I, I hope that people listening to this uh, will actually, you know, go and go and try it. You know, it's it's funner than than you think. And the first step is to to pick up that guitar or practice singing, even sing along in the car. Yeah, you know, the, eventually you'll get it. Yeah, something will click eventually. You'll say, "Wow, you know, this is." It's starting to make sense now, and I, I like it, and I I want to learn more. I don't think I've put the guitar down since the first day. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of Front Porch Step. Mm, what's that? Uh, his name's Jake McElfresh. He, he's just an acoustic player, and that's like <clears throat> what one of the first things that I learned was a song called "Drowned." Now, you can look it up. I mean, it's he's an incredible uh, musician. And ever since I learned the song Drowned, I don't think I've ever been able to put the guitar down at all. That's awesome. I don't know about you, but I have to pick up my guitar every day. Oh, yeah. I I, I try to push myself sometimes. To me, there's like a balance, especially with writing songs. It's like like inspiration versus motivation. You know, like, (laughs) yeah, that's kind of how I phrase it. Like, uh... Like for songwriting, you know, uh, I can't force myself to be inspired. That has to come to me, really. But once I have that inspiration, then that's when I say, okay, let's pick up the guitar or sit down at the table and write this thing out. So what are, what are the, some of the things that you take uh, for inspiration for your, for your music? Like what, what makes you inspired to write a song? Uh, I know it's, I know everyone's probably said this, but it's basically just living life based on my personal experiences, of course. But uh, I try to, I look at different phases of my life or what I'm currently going through now, or maybe what I'm seeing someone else do. And I try to write songs or create and tell stories based on the things that I'm seeing or experiencing or seeing other people experiencing. That's great, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, let's fast forward uh, a little bit to how, how did you come um, in contact with the members of the early band? So how did that form? Uh, well, uh, my bassist, Ivan, and I, we were in a band called The Detour. It was like half originals, half covers. And eventually that band fell to the wayside just because of we just felt like there wasn't anything left to do with that band. So I was on my own for a little bit for a few months, just uh, playing at open mics and still writing songs at the time. And eventually a friend of mine, Chris Kang uh, invited me to upstate studio in South Bend. He was recording EP and he needed gang vocals. So, uh, Obviously, he had invited a lot of people, and one of the people was our drummer, Frank Gleason, and he was with his friend Josh. So that's when we first met, and uh, we all went out to eat afterwards, and we had a great time. And then from there, uh, Fran invited me, Chris Kang, 
and a few other people to play at a Kentucky Derby party at his parents' house that summer. And for that, I think we practiced about three times or so. It was all covers. And then we jammed for like, I want to say like it was like eight hours pretty much. <laughs> but from that, uh, I kind of saw that, okay, we, we all know how to practice and play together. This is kind of cool. And like I said, I wasn't in a band at the time. So I went to Fran and I said, hey, if, uh, if you're ever looking for a guitarist, just hit me up. And he said, okay, sure. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep you in mind because he was in a band called The Concept. So about, I don't know, a couple weeks after that Kentucky Derby gig, uh, Fran hit me up and said, hey, uh, Josh and I uh, from The Concept, we're, uh, uh, we're looking for a guitarist because our guitarist is leaving. And we we're wondering if you would like to join. And they did mention that it doesn't have to be the concept. This could be an entirely new band. And I said, sure, that, that'd be awesome. And so of course they asked me if I knew any bassist and I knew my friend Ivan from the detour. So I hit him up and we all got together for a practice and we started uh, jamming on some of the originals that they had written and some of the stuff that we had. And there was just a there was a click like, okay, yeah, this is good. This not only can we play together, and it, but it, but it sounds good. So that, oh, that's, that's kind of, ha- that's a feeling that I can't ever forget either. The first yeah. time I ever clicked with my band and just knew that it was going to be something. Yeah. And after that first practice, Ivan came to me and he said, this, this sounds good. Like out of everything I've been in, I, I, I like this. I like how this sounds. This, this sounds awesome. This could be something. Dude, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so how many gigs are you guys out now? Uh, how many gigs have you guys played? Uh, well, Who's the count? yeah, maybe, possibly. Because I know the band formed in June of 2017, so we're going on about two years now. But I'd say, uh, if I had to guess, I'd say maybe around – 70 or so something like that but honestly I, I haven't kept count so i'll say 70 and 100 maybe something like that now 70 and a dang man that's that's a lot that's... It, it for all i know it, it could may it could be less than that i don't know like i said i but we try to we try to play out as much as we can so uh not to seem oh. weird or anything but i i did see uh i did come out to uh Spineless, Heartless, and you guys, and uh, who else was it? Uh, Stole Away uh, at the Moose Lodge in Valpo. That's the oh, first nice. time I ever saw you guys, yeah. Sweet, that's awesome. And uh, I actually reported you guys because I thought, I thought it was kick-ass. I mean, Thanks, man. I was like, wow, this, this is like, I've never heard this kind of like style of music before. And I was like, this Thanks, is man. really cool. And I posted it on my Instagram. So if you ever get a chance to go and check that out, it should be on my Instagram somewhere. Absolutely. Also, I do want to mention, uh, Josh, one of the original members, uh, he ended up leaving the band, I want to say, the beginning of 2018, uh, because he was going on to college, and, and that was fine. No, I don't want to, didn't, get, didn't want to get in the way of his studies, so we put an ad out on Craigslist and uh, we got, and Trevor responded, Trevor McDonald. Uh, He played guitar and he came to join us at our practice. And 
it was the same thing. Like he could, there was like a click, like, wow, this guy can actually, he can play guitar. Like he could bust down to a solo and he was very versatile in playing. So just wanted to give a shout out to him too. And he sings. Yeah, absolutely. So it's like, wow, cool package deal. And I, I remember you have, uh, you had a couple gnarly solos in there too, buddy. I, I mean, I remember that. Thanks, man. Yeah, we like to trade off back and forth sometimes. And your and your bassist is really good. I can't wait to talk to to everybody. Yeah, you they're know, to cool. To see uh, see what their side. Yeah, they're cool. Absolutely. Uh, is there anything that uh, our fans would be able to download if if they want to check you guys out? Well, if you're looking to listen to it first uh one of the easiest things would be to uh check us out on soundcloud uh it's just the early uh e-r-l-y and then our our whole album shadows is on there and uh we also there's also links on there to our youtube channel of some of our live videos and uh our stuff is also available on itunes for purchase and you can also stream us on spotify as well so that is the E-R-L-Y. That's correct. Now, I did tell my friend at work to look you guys up, and, and he didn't spell it right. So, yeah, like, there, there's, I couldn't find there's, it. Yeah, there, there's no A. Yeah. <laughs> and how did that come about? Well, we had, a, we had a long list of names. Originally, when we started out, the band was called Mind Over Motion. And then uh, we got a when we started recording our album, uh, we were talking to our producer and uh, he said, I don't know, I think, do you guys have any other names? Uh, something else? And we, yeah, we were, and we had that long list of names and th- of course the early was on there and I believe that was our second choice. And uh, so it kind of took a step back a little bit and said, wow, that actually does sound cool. And something that we wanted was uh, we wanted a name that, basically something that'd be easy to find because this is the digital age and everything is looked up on the internet nowadays. So we wanted a name that if you were to type it in, that would be the only thing that showed up. So for all the names we had, we kept looking to see if there was any other artists with that specific name. And that's how a lot of them got crossed off the list eventually. And the early kind of stuck as far as the name itself, it's, actually our drummer's middle name it's a it's a family tradition of his actually i think i don't quote me on it but i think he's like the fourth generation to have that middle name early so wow. that's where that so that's where that came from dude that that's incredible i that's really uh that's really a bond ship there man you know you decide to name your band uh to respect your you know your your players yeah family i mean that's awesome dude yeah. Kind of similar to Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And uh, so are you guys uh, going to be doing anything big soon? Uh, yeah, right now. Well, the only thing we got going on for March right now is that we'll be working on a live acoustic video uh, in South Bend for one of our songs. And April is looking to be pretty packed for us. Uh, I think, April 2nd, we'll be playing at the Well in South Bend. Uh, April 10th, we'll be playing at IUSB Fest in Val- Valparaiso. Uh-oh. Yep, that, that's going to be cool. And then uh, 
April 20th, that's going to be a big one. We'll be playing at the Acorn Theater opening for uh, Miles Nielsen and the Rusted Hearts. They're a big national touring act, and we're getting to open for them. So that's going to be awesome. And the Acorn Theater is always packed, so that'll be a good crowd, and it'll be a good chance for us to promote ourselves. And then April 27th, we're going to be playing at LaSalle Kitchen and Tavern in South Bend, and that's, that's always a good scene to play at too, so that, that'll be a lot of fun. Now, so do you guys like to uh, travel a lot? I mean, do you travel far? I mean, uh, the farthest I think we've traveled so far is, uh, well, like I said, we're from around the air. We're from around the area, a little all over the place in Michiana. But I guess the farthest we've ever traveled is a uh, Valparaiso. But right now, we're currently looking to try and get some college gigs, a little more regionally out of the area. So try and playing to some of the younger crowds because we've played for a lot of different audiences in our past two years. And we found that the best people that like our music is the more younger crowd, maybe more like the college students and stuff like that. So we're looking to get more gigs like that. Now that's, that's just because, I mean, everybody's now so open about everything, you know, and, and they just want to find something new. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I mean, I've never been to uh what, I mean, you guys are trying to play like college bars and stuff. I mean, I've heard those are pretty legit, man. Yeah, those are those are good. Those are, and for every gig we make, we, for every gig we do, we try to make as many connections as we can because that usually helps lead to the next one. So it's just kind of playing out as much as we can, meeting people, uh, making connections, and seeing where the next step will take us. And uh, I really enjoyed uh, talking with you today. Uh, I think we're going to wrap up the podcast. And uh, All right. I really appreciate you coming on my show, man. Uh, I, I'm so excited to uh, get with the other guys. And, and just I, it's going to be so different from each of you. So that's – I'm going to learn every angle of it, you know. Thank you so much, Jay. That, that means a lot. Thank you. And I really like you guys. And uh, also to my fans, please uh, – Go check them out. They're all, all over social media. The E-R-L-Y. That's right. Uh, they also have an Instagram. Make sure you follow them. And they're going to be posting some pretty cool stuff. So uh, thank you again. And that will be all for episode number six. That will conclude today's episode with Colin Matford, guitar player and singer from the early band. I hope that you all enjoyed this episode, and make sure to subscribe to this podcast if you love it. And also, I want to thank all my fans. I really appreciate all of my listeners uh, who tune into my episodes and even listen to me in general. Uh, But if you do listen to me, please uh, stay tuned. To hear what the other members of the early band have to say. Uh, Talking with Colin was was an awesome opportunity. And uh, I wish you guys well. Uh, And also thank you guys for coming on the show. I couldn't appreciate you guys wanting to take time out of your day to talk with me. Um, This podcast is is for people that aren't the big dogs. You know, we're just common everyday people. And uh, so tune in. Uh, I have 
I'm almost positive it's the bass player tomorrow. So stay tuned for that. And thank you for listening to Jams with Jay.